for you I'm empty handing and I'm feeling blue and I'm gonna dream till the day that I die Hey, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 109 of Domestic Pints, only a podcast about beer and friendship. My name is John. Joining me today is my co-host, Tom. Hey, how's it going today? Today is going very well. We're uh, one day post-St. Patrick's Day. It's a March 18th, 2023. It's a lovely Saturday, and we're here today for yet another brewery spotlight we're moving uh back west coast well western canada we're talking a brewery from i believe calgary is that correct Correct. so we're talking a brewery called the establishment brewing company um in located in roughly in calgary's park hill neighborhood they have a beautiful big bauhaus style tap room and i believe i've never had any of these beers before in my life so tommy how, how, what's your familiarity like with this brewery have you been to their uh, location before Alex and I actually went to the brewery together once I went to go visit him for a weekend. And I remember he was like, we're going to go here. And then they also have another, it's like a, they brew soda though, beside, but they also make like cocktails instead. Nice. That's, but anyhow, on the brewery side, we went in here and I remember we had a flight, each of us had a flight and I knew there was one beer in particular that Al like desperately wanted to try, which we were going to try today. So I want to see how you feel about it. But I wanted to kind of mention, it's very kind of, bare bones the brewery like when you go in it's very how do i say like modern in one sense yeah but it's like kind of more industrial kind of feel to it it's not a bad brewery it's nice inside but um you definitely can kind of see behind the scenes of how they make their beer and stuff like that because that's, that's cool. where we're positioned we can kind of see them like just like working and whatnot and it's kind of nice it's kind of it's, it's no like other birds <laughs> well no it's just like it's like you know when you go to like some breweries and you can kind of see like oh that's With where the their vats are yeah. and then like you never see anybody doing anything half the time yeah it's so true. when you, you actually see them actively like doing stuff which is kind of cool so like i saw like forklifts move and stuff I'm like oh they're actually doing things well it's kind of fancy cool. restaurant where it's all window of the kitchen you see them all like doing stuff and like cooking stuff you're like oh, i want to see that yeah, You're like come it's on, not bad. keep brewing. I wanted, to, yeah, but I wanted to see say one thing about the. Oh, Al and I had we always our game that we play when we go out to places is what is the cheapest food item on the menu? You have to get that. So anyhow, yeah. So like wherever we go, it's like cheapest thing on the menu. Whatever it is, that's what you have to order as your starter, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it was like these cheese buns, and they were fucking amazing. I couldn't believe like there was like these like fresh like almost like a dinner roll, but they had like cheese like baked into them as well. And I remember I was like, I'm like, well, can we have four of these if possible? <laughs> you guys want another like, uh, pint? You're like, I just could I have four more cheese buns? Like, please. I was like, yeah, we'll have a pint, and then I'm like, yeah, more cheese. Yeah, Al, he was even like, fuck it. I was like, keep them coming. He's like, why go to dinner when we can just have these? <laughs> keep them coming. They just like dropping, they're pouring them on your fucking table. <laughs> Well, yeah, they were good, man. I highly recommend if you go to the brewery, get the fucking cheese buns. <laughs> that's that's good to know. It's good info to know. I should also note as well this uh, brewery, um, to give some little background about it as well, too. This was actually founded by, I believe, a group of friends um, in Calgary. Um, they had actually started out um, at, a, at one of their houses. They had started this like part house, part brew lab. Uh, they were passionate about beer, so they kind of lived there. They worked there. 
um, and they actually called it the establishment. That's how it was founded. Um, they had actually placed the sign on a snowboarding road trip. They had like, kind of left in the window and called it the establishment. It was like kind of like the name of their joint. And um, unfortunately, the spot, um, they ended up losing it. So in 2013, of course, Calgary had those big, terrible floods. And so they had to kind of excavate their basement and pull the, they, they had to, you know, had to toss a bunch of stuff, had to pull stuff out. But the experience of doing that actually kind of brought a lot of them together. And then what kind of led forward from there was the idea of then, you know, now they have this big gutted basement space with nothing there. This would be a perfect space to set up as a proper homebrew system complete with a full yeast lab so that's exactly what they did and then i don't know exactly what date but years later they then opened and finally created their uh proper establishment uh brew uh brew um brew, brew spot so they they make these beers brewery um, brewery yeah whatever it's called brewing place <laughs> brewing company that's very place. that's very trudy of you <laughs> that brew that brew area <laughs> brewing uh, I'm, I'm thinking um colors uh <laughs> I, was like, I don't even know the movie clue where she's like i'm feeling hot like fire on my face and like they're everyone staring at her like what the fuck oh man um if you know you know anyways um we we were joking before the show i said the logo on these cans and i think we're maybe gonna go give a can score first and foremost because for all these because these all have a very similar can design they have like a unique they're all kind of monochromatic they have like a unique pattern that Love wraps it. around them um, which is kind of cool. So it kind of gives them a little bit of a variety, but otherwise um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of spectrum where they have like very similar designs, but they kind of use color and shapes. This one is just kind of shapes. Black uh, so and white. Yeah, exactly. Um, the logo on it, it kind of, I was saying before the program, it kind of looks like, um, like a spin cycle class, like business. Like I would see this in my neighborhood, like a bougie spin cycle club. Like that's not like when I look at the logo, I would not picture this as like a brew, like a brewery. But um, it, it's cool though. It gives it gives a very modern kind of like like quality to it. It makes it look really kind of uh, fresh and unique. I kind of just reminds me more of like a Stanley Kubrick kind of esque kind of like oh, yeah. logo like all like the pattering for it i feel like there's something straight out of like a clockwork orange almost yeah it's got this kind of like mod 60s kind of like style to it i like it yeah i like the whole cycling the bougie cyclist it would be called like the, the constant so current <laughs> yeah and you can buy like a coffee there for 20 bucks or something like yeah <laughs> and use a stationary bike for only one hour a day and his cost is you three thousand a month. And everybody who works, everybody goes there, like inexplicably, inexplicably never has a job. Like I live in my neighborhood, my neighbor is populated with people just walking around any time of the day with strollers with five children. I'm like, what's your job? How do you live afford a house in this neighborhood? I don't understand, but you know it's a mystery. Yeah, I don't know. There used to be one. There's like a cycle place that was like it was like in the it was literally like a studio apartment. I swear, and I was like. It was like they're trying to like get people to come in. I'm like, how many bikes do you even have in here? One, and like, and I, I'd see people come in. I'm like, like, do you not have like a bike that you can buy? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they're just. Uh... But no, this place was like bougie cyclist place, though, oh, John. Uh, it was actually a front. They're like inside, like counting money. They're just like. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. I always say. To plan to go to play, I went to pick up pizza yesterday. She's like, and then I'm jokingly, it's like, you're here to pick up some pizza, and I was like, you guys sell pizza here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways, um, I will we'll give a can score before we do though. 
our guessing game, which one we think is going to win. I know, I know which one you think is going to win, or at least one. I think I know what's going to win. Which one's that? No, you go first, John. I want to see I'm, your. Uh, I'm going to go. Let's see. I, I actually the marmalade skies to me the orange. You know, I like my orange. I like my like that kind of flavor. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to pick that one for the sake of being uh, different. That's good. I actually bought that specifically for you. Oh, but anyhow, I am going to say the jam rock blackberry sour and vanilla. Oh yeah, Hell that yeah. is. I'm going to save that to last. Nice, nice. But anyhow, starting yes. things off, like you know, we're going to do a can score. Sorry, to yeah. Get ahead so of myself. I I like it. It's very minimalist. Like um, they've got that kind of cool. We were calling it kind of mod art around it with that that spin cycle logo. It's like a <laughs> spin cycle slash. They sell essential oils. I don't know. Like the constant stores, turns. No one's ever in them yet. They're somehow never shutting down in my neighborhood. We had a literal yeah. pandemic. They didn't shut down. Fucking Domino's shut down. They didn't shut down. Well, Domino's didn't shut down, but like chain <laughs> shut say, down. Damn. Shut down. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I, I do like it. And obviously I love the kind of naming conventions of these beers, even if you go on their website. So uh, establishmentbrewing.ca, if you go on their website, they have a whole list of their other beers. Um, they're all like song like related there's like a night moves one there's like they're all kind of related to like i would say like kind of like dad rock music but also some of them are kind of referenced like more modern like indie stuff so there seems to be a wide variety of the kind of naming conventions of them but they all tie into like either direct song titles or song lyrics so it's really fun to, to read them and i don't know it, it was mm-hmm. cool to see the whole list of names that i recognized on on there definitely um i want to kick off scoring for i'm giving this a 7.5 only because I got confused with another can because they all they you can kind of get like confused on which cans what unless you really kind of play a little bit more attention because I did grab two different cans and I was like God uh, fucking damn it and I had to drive back. Oh yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm also sure. because of product placement as well though because I grabbed the one behind it so assuming that it was the yeah, same. Yeah, like, oh, it's the same spot. Like it has to be it. Yeah. Little did you know. Yeah. Really Anyhow. Straight. I'm actually going to go a little bit lower, 6.5. I'm not a huge fan of the minimalist design, and I kind of wish maybe there was a little bit of color or something to kind of further differentiate it. But, um, I mean, it does look very sleek. The can feels good as well, too, the sticker they have on it. It's very kind of um, almost like a matte quality sort of when you hold it up. Like, it's very shiny. Um, But, yeah, I'm not a super big fan of the design, but uh, otherwise it's it's good. Um, and I guess, uh, do you want to be the one to crack our first one? We'll, we'll oh, talk about our starting things off with afternoon delight, delights. The, <laughs> yeah, the New England Pale Ale. Hell yeah, you can kind of clear that I kind of picked this one out. Yeah, go ahead. ASMR audience, are you ready? In the count of three, two, one, crack them. Oh, nice crack. Let's see how it smells. Smells really good. Ooh, it's citrusy. Mm-hmm. This is a 5.4 ABV. Yeah, it's a New England Pale Ale. Uh, this one's won awards too. It was the 2020, it won uh, 2019 bronze at the Canadian International Beer Awards. This beer's uh, got some prizes in. Well, I, I got Look a lot of headline, but it's it, very pale. It's got like almost like a white pale kind of. It's very like cloudy. It. Yeah, it is cloudy though. You can't. I can't really see my fingers through it, but um, there is also mild. like a a fair amount of carbonation. Yeah, like I poured mine pretty aggressively. Like, look at my head on mine. Mine's very foamy. You can even see it happens, John. Like, are like it really happens. So there's a description for this. They say 
uh, a style that doesn't need a lot of introduction these days. Our Nipa gets its signature tropical flavor and aroma from Whirlpool additions and dry hopping with some of our favorite hops. Uh, the use of British pale malts helps to balance things out by bringing home some of the toastiness and protein from the oats and wheat add body and haze. Uh, tropical and citrus notes, a creamy body and restrained bitterness. The type of hoppy beer for someone who doesn't think they like hoppy beers. This taste, I'll, I'll let you taste it, John. But I get a lot. You can taste the oats in it and that kind of a creamy citrus to it. Mm. Like it's pretty, I'm pretty glad as you were saying it, as I was drinking it as well, I kind of was like, oh, you actually do get to taste that. That's kind of it's nice. Good. Yeah, it's actually not as sweet as I was thinking. I was thinking based on the initial aroma, I was really going to taste the like, I don't know, the typical like mosaic hops you get in it or sometimes you get like a citra hop. But this one I think is, is mosaic hops, Chinook, uh, Centennial and Bravo hops, which I don't know anything about Centennial or Bravo, but I'm sure they're great. Bravo hops. I don't know. Bravo. Johnny Bravo hops. <laughs> the, the, the official hops of the Real Housewives. That's what that's what this is. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. This tastes pretty good, though. Yeah, it's got like a really nice um, aftertaste, too. Like it's very mm -hmm. like I'm tasting a bit of the hoppiness on the aftertaste, but it's not. It kind of reminds me almost like a Pilsner. Like drinking this, it's very. Um, very Do you find I guess like that sharpness though as a mm -hmm. pilsner? Mm -hmm. But it definitely has like more of like I'm tasting a good combination of like the oats and malt in it. Um, little mild citrus as well too. Um, so I actually looked it up. So Bravo hops give it kind of like a spicy, earthy, lately floral aroma, which I, I do get a little bit of that here. Although granted, mm -hmm. we're getting a lot of different hop uh, combinations in this. Um, for malt wise, it's got Munich crystal oats, pale and uh, wheat as well and uh, escarpment labs foggy london yeast the london yeast thing's kind of interesting i don't know much about that but like i wonder if that's kind of a type of, of british yeast or malt you get in something like close to like a bitter because it's definitely giving me that kind of british pub kind of vibe with this beer to a point i think it also i don't know it kind of almost seems like there's almost like a lactose in here oh, yeah like it's a like point. creaminess to it yeah Mm -hmm. I or like it like that like oats. oats. I think it's the oats. I think it's the oats that are making it, but it, you couldn't be like, oh, this is a milkshake IPA. And I'd be it like, has oh, like yeah. It, yeah, it has the constitution of when you have like an oat, an oat stout or something, you get that kind of like as you said, that the kind of lactose kind of taste to it as you're drinking it. Um obviously flavor profile doesn't profile like an oat stout, but it's um very nice. Um, but yeah, very I would say this is like a pretty good full-bodied experience drinking this too. Like it's not um it's it's definitely more on the bitter side too. Not overly bitter, but I would say for the Nipas you'd have at this ABV, it's probably one of the more bitter ones I've, I've had personally. Um yeah, I like this beer though. Like it's really well balanced, it's well put together, I would say. Gonna grab like my everything. beer, gonna hold it tight, gonna grab some after <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> what's love well <laughs> stuff to explain <laughs> i love and yeah again folks we love the names of these so obviously afternoon delight by the starland vocal band if you know you know you know back in the day we didn't socialize through memes we socialized by saying quotes of movies back to each other anchorman old school napoleon dynamite etc you had to be there i think anchorman was more like popular in that sense that that's how we really communicated with each other <laughs> yeah you know it was we were pre-memes if it, we if we were growing up a decade later we would just be sending memes to each other but it's a, it's a different male bonding experience oh. yeah that was peak male bonding experience was just saying anchorman lines because i think that's such a quotable movie though oh hell yeah 
I wonder if there's a movie like oh. that now. Is there like a quotable movie now that like everyone's like? I don't know. I don't think so. I think all kids have that kind of sense of humor anymore. <laughs> we gotta bring the movies just... back. Well, like there's some, but like I guess it's not like a... Uncut Gems is pretty quotable, but it's not really a movie for like the kids in high school watching like laugh at it. Yeah, like it's not like funny and stuff. That... Someone was trying to say there's not been like a real comedy that's yeah, came com- out. Comedies are kind of like. There hasn't been like really well. There's been some good good ones, but they haven't really like blown up to that degree. Like they come out and no one watches them, and then like they're on Netflix. Everyone's like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." It's like, "Yeah, man!" Like it's a shame that no one no one gave it its due like seven years ago. They're like, "We could have used the money." <laughs> yep. I did watch. We were at because yesterday was St. Patty's Day. We were at the Bytown for the Drunken Cinema, so we. uh watched uh oh nice Lepre- leprechaun was the movie so oh a movie about how the irish race are a terrible lot of people and that were monstrous individuals that poison the world clearly it's a pretty offensive movie to my culture but you know it's okay i'll allow it <laughs> this, this is offensive to my culture <laughs> actually the movie's pretty funny but like uh yeah, I had a, I had a couple of good beers too. I had the darkness stout, which uh, I think oh I had the dark darkerness, the dark earnest before, but had they had the darkness there, and I had um, town and country as well in in a can. So that was uh, that was nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah, this is this is gotta say pretty good. I'm really enjoying um, just like really like it's really going down nice and easy, really smooth, um, mm-hmm. good mouthfeel. But like again, no weird aftertaste. Like it's very like it, it tastes full bodied and strong but it's not like that like it's very um i don't know it's very sessionable which is nice um i guess we can get maybe into taste score yeah. um what do you what do you think tom i'll give this an eight i really like this beer i think it has really great a uh, body to it i feel that you this is what i would call a pre-laundry beer almost it's like you could have your laundry beer but you could have this one before yeah <laughs> <laughs> the the pre launching yeah i gotta chase it with uh with this you know <laughs> yeah like it's good like it's still like it's a little heavy but like you could still yeah. kind of have it as like a pre-laundry beer like getting into it if you want to have more than just one laundry beer this is like what you kind of coast in with nice i'm gonna go eight and a half i think it's just really solid it's not like a super you know sexy beer it's nothing crazy it's not gonna like blow your mind but like you as you drink it you really appreciate a lot of it you appreciate the hop balance um and the really good combination of flavors really you appreciate the malt flavor as well too it gives you that full-bodied flavor profile um good mild carbonation um it has like a nice grassy you're getting you're getting a little bit of that nipa quality to it it's got that aroma that citrus aroma a little bit of that citrus hop flavor that you get with like mosaic hops and and chinook hops but um it's not again it's not like overpowering and it's not like you're not tasting a lemon when you drink this like some of these like nipas are just like really really juicy forward and that's not a bad thing but um, i like that this is way more on kind of if there was a spectrum if the like left was like more closer to like the hoppier pioneer kind of closer to like a an american pale ale style and the right side is just full juice this one's like way farther on the left it's like much more kind of to that more um style that i personally like so i yeah i think this is really clean good finish uh really solid uh beer as well um and for recommendation score um i think this is a pretty recommendable beer i mean i would definitely if i was mm-hmm. going to this place with someone 
and I had to like grab a lineup. Usually, you get like the little samplers. You know, I would yeah, you got a flight. This, yeah, you know, it's mild, low ABV, relatively um, good, good entry point. I think uh, pale ale as well too to someone. It's really clean, really good finish, nothing crazy flavor wise. I think this would be a good one to kind of get people, especially someone again who's into more like pilsners stuff of that ilk. They might be a little bit partial to this one, which would be which would be a nice thing. Hmm. Um, for recommendation, I'm gonna give this. Um, I'm gonna give this a seven point five. I think some IPA snobs might not like it as much, but uh, I feel like you can like really recommend it, like a good entry point for the brewery itself. I think this is good. I wanted to kind of mention they also make a Kolsch that's really good as well. Oh I man, yeah, to, that that would be awesome. Yeah, that was gonna put. That was my other option instead of this. That's what I was gonna put, but I was like, ah, oh, this is a little bit more flavorful. So you're a 7.5 recommendation. I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to go uh, 8.5 again. I think it's like nice. super recommendable. Um, I, I would recommend this to pretty much anyone. And I think even compared to other NEPAs, I would definitely recommend this over, over some of those options available for sure. Um, not a definitely like, I was again, not, a, it's not like a gimmicky, you know, sexy beer. It's not doing anything crazy, but it's, it's very solid and really approachable, which is, which is nice. You, if you're going to be a brewery, a craft brewery, I feel like you need to have like at least one or two really strong signature, smooth, crushable uh, beers that can kind of compare well to like more domestic styles. And this is kind of like that for me. Um, any, any uh, mods for this one though? I am giving it the modifier. I almost this is a, my beer. I, I was shocked. You shocked me. I'm, yeah, I am this. giving it the modifier for this. I kind of rated it a little lower than it should have been because I like yeah. this beer, and, but it's still like there's a lot of like it's kind of interesting when you first try it. You're like, oh, this isn't kind of what you expect at first. Yeah, I was I was expecting especially that aroma. Like I really smelled like the the citrus. I was expecting something like with more of the grapefruit kind of flavor or like. A little mm -hmm. bit of that more juice to it but it's i didn't expect it to be more on the bitter side which was actually nice um so if i would say again if you're someone who likes like your beer to taste like a pine cone you love your american pale ale west coast styles you love your hops and hops there are a lot of those snobs out there on like the social medias i think people would really you'd really dig this one if if you're lesser into the kind of more of the pale more citrus based ones um but gotta say social media scores what do people think the people love this beer untapped. It has a 3.89. Wow. On beer advocate. It has a 4.07. Oh, fuck. That's a high score. Granted, not good. enough scores to give an average. There was only, I think, like four or five. Scores, Jesus, though, still. Out of the four or five, I think one was like a one point, like one was like a four point, like two. And I know one was like a four point, like zero or something. Like it was like, I was like, damn, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good scores uh, for for that. Even on tap as well too. Almost the three point nine is like very good quality. That's very so, good quality. Uh, yeah, people like like that beer for sure. And um, now we're on our next one, which is uh, you know, first of all, picture yourself in a boat on the river with tangerine <laughs> trees and marmalade and skies. Marmalade skies. Marmalade skies. We're doing uh, we're doing marmalade skies uh, with. Uh, Katharina sour with apricot and orange zest. Um, so this is kind of an interesting, uh, I don't know what a Katharina sour is, but I have a feeling I'm going to learn it by reading this very brief copy from the website of Establishment Brewing. So they say, uh, we've made a lot of tasty sours, but for many, our LSD sour series was a cram jewel that has stayed 
in the hearts of the people. In the spirit of giving the people what they want, we've pulled the recipe from the vault to bring back one of the glistening gems of that beloved collection. Marmalade Skies was not the first, nor will it be the last beer brewed in the Catherine Sour style, but it's every drip as deserving of a return to your glass. Uh, this edition is a super fruit fusion uh, featuring apricots and orange zest that come together in a kaleidoscope of flavors and aromas ranging from its marmalade namesake to something more like a mimosa. It's got a subtle sourness, more fruit flavor than most fruit salads. Wow. And chimes in at a 6.2%, the perfect preserves for spreading over sun-filled memories. Um, they go on. <laughs> We're pleased uh, to enjoy so much winter sun here in the great YYC. For those of you who don't know, I believe isn't Calgary the sunniest city in Canada or something like that? Is that that's based on truth? I think. Um, I it could be. <laughs> like, I know. Maybe. 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 <laughs> I live in Edmonton, so I guess when you cross Red Deer, that's when the gloom starts to happen. <laughs> like in the fairy tales when they cross into the haunted forest or whatever, and you get this. Well, like, it's that's little, where you see the, the ref, that's where the refineries are starting to go. <laughs> Not everyone. Record, this, lovely town, lovely people. Well, it's all right. It's just that when you come up to it, you're kind of like, oh, something, something's bad's gonna happen. It's <laughs> just they, some they, guy they, being like, hey. <laughs> they finish. They say, but regardless of the weather, consider this your formal invitation to come down for some sunshine in a glass as we raise our respective marmalades in a toast that comes with the crusts already cut off. And don't tell Jamrock we said so, but some people are saying that the most progressive bands of all time, especially the British ones, have started calling their rehearsals marmalade sessions. Wow. It's uh, 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 like a novel reading that. Damn. <laughs> mm. I felt my IQ go higher. <laughs> Like the the meme of like the Wojak who's sitting in the chair with his brain is like massive. That's like me reading this right now. Oh. All right, I think that's my turn to crack this goddamn beer. Okay, yes, it is, John. ASMR. We already gave a can score. Pay attention. We're gonna be cracking this one now on the count of three, two, one. Crack them. Oh, good crack. Let's see how it smells. Oh, damn, John. Sheesh, that smells fucking good, man. That smells wow. like a fucking orange. That is oh. literally like extra pulp. Mm. Oh, also to give some context for the Katharina sour, like why I, I didn't know what a Katharina, Katharina, what's it? It's a TH show. Uh, a Katharina sour is a basically a strong, roughly four to 5.5 ABV, uh, Berliner Weiss like beer using wheat and Pilsner malt, low IBUs. So it's kind of a lower bitterness scale. Uh, with lactic sourness and fresh fruit. Usually that's kind of the fruitiness of it. So that's kind of cool. I want to see this pours really like, this is like this. super haze. Like you can't see through it whatsoever. Super um, haze all through my brain. There is somewhat carbonation levels to this, but um, I want to see how this tastes. Wow, it's kind of because we just came from the new the NEPA to this. It's kind of like a real like a taste bud shock to you. Yeah, it's got more of like an orange. I haven't I haven't drunk it yet, but it looks more like a Minute Maid. We call her like some of these beverages like Minute yeah. Maid. This has like a Minute Maid look to it. It's like more orange. Oh, yeah. it's, it's hard to see. It's more almost more opaque than anything. Um, 
Shinoda as well. So it's got fruit preserves in it. Yeast. This is using uh, Omega yeast, Cosmic Punch, and malt. It's got Pilsner, Flake Wheat, Malt Wheat, and Shit. Just give it a taste, John. Tears in my eyes. This is awesome. This is amazing. I love this. I knew you would love this. Tears in my eyes. This is so good. The beer itself is like, like I'm getting the fruit. Like when you sip it, you know those oh, like wow. shitty science books you'd read in school where it showed you like, okay, maybe maybe this is like a Bernstein Bears moment, but like I would read these books in school, like science books, and they would have the map of your tongue. And they're like, well, the tip of your tongue, that's where you taste salt. Yes. The sides are sour. The that's sides. Obviously, obviously gobbledygook makes no sense. You put salt in the back of your tongue, you taste it. Like it's not like that's not how the tongue works. But like whenever I'd see that, I always like would try to like taste liquids or food with like different sides of my tongue. I'm like, oh, this is the salty. Like that's bullshit. But like when I drink this, I'm getting the fruit like right on the tip. And then like it just melts away, and all I taste is the beer. And the beer is really good. It's a really nice. Um, really nice malty, but like good, solid, mild beverage. It's like a fruit ice cube that melts into beer. Also kind of has a little bit of like a creaminess to it. Um, you're getting a little bit, I mean, it's a sour, so you're getting that kind of um, almost like goes a saltiness at the back, but it's very mild. Like, I mean, this, they say they describe it as like being a low IBU beverage. Like this is no bitterness to this. This thing is like very smooth this is a 6.2 abv that's wild this thing is so i know it does here. not taste like punchy whatsoever yeah we did like the sour episodes like the previous episodes like recently and none of those beers were like above a five well no the cranberry white water one was but well god the fucking sucker punch tasted like blue dry this does not taste like blue dry by the way uh, very refined i'm tasting the malt i'm tasting like the the zest in it too yeah, like you're tasting the actual flavorful. fruit in it. Like you're getting the fruit itself. And this is really impressive. This makes a sucker look like shit. Yeah. I think something happened to the production line of that place. They should be ashamed of themselves. They should. They should, go, they should go to jail. You tell them, John. You <laughs> fucking tell them. Yeah, I, I bought that shit. It was a waste of money. It was terrible. Do better. Do better. Exactly. Coming back Do better. Robbers, so they that, that better not suck. That better not suck. Or you're on our naughty list. Yeah. Down with the fucking, what was it? Coors Light, the whole freaking Brava, the whole Molson, <laughs> Molson Dry, oh, the Blue Dry. The whole Anheuser Busch and Dev corporate conglomerate. But is Brava, is Brava inbev or i don't know what they are to be honest but they're they're one of those oh, in, hey inbev is not as bad <laughs> inbev has bud that's part of it that's true which one which one has um which one has bush that's inbev as well all right there you go inbev you're, you're still in our good books well inbev is all right it's just certain beers from the inbev conglomerate yeah but this man this is awesome um this beer is great like for a higher ABV beer, very, very mild, not bitter at all. Good, good mix of flavors. It does, like, honestly, to describe it, it's like it has more sweetness than, like, a fruit salad. Gotta say, it, it almost tastes like just like a fruit salad, like, in terms, it's giving that kind of, like, when you have fruit salad, you're getting those chunks of melon, and, like, sometimes, again, you might get, like, mar you might get a slice of a tangerine or something, you're getting those flavors in it. It's very sweet. 
um, but also has that kind of like syrupy sweet kind of creaminess too i'm getting this with this it's got that really good mix of malt in it it's giving me a nice really good full-bodied uh, experience drinking it it's like again like you said it's like an ice cube but like you get that like zippiness the sweetness and then it just like melts away. it just melts away and into, it's yeah. so nice like it's hard to describe it's a really great experience drinking it um you're not sometimes when you drink some of these it's like i'm just tasting just same thing all around or it's like it over or it's just like you taste a little bit and then it's gone or you, none at all and this is like a really good combination which is nice this is a beer mosa in my opinion this is like what oh, i'm gonna yeah. open i'm gonna open up a brunch place and i'm just gonna have strictly beers that taste like mimosas well, we had that beer mosa when we were in Toronto, and I mean, honestly, you could you could use this and add a bit of like Minute Maid to it. You you could add some. You don't even juice, need to a, sh- a shot of vodka, and you could just yeah. mix it all together, and you'd have a supercharged beer mosa. Yeah, that'd be pretty tasty then. But this is, on its own is like yeah, very really well done. This. this man, this rocks. This is so good. Like, why this is, is very this not tasty here, and like this should just come here. Why aren't we funding this? <laughs> But like, yeah, this is great. Um, again, if you don't know the song either, this song is a reference to the Beatles song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which I believe is on the Magical Mystery Tour. Is that the album I want to say? Or is that um, is this on um, Sgt. Pepper? I can't remember. I believe I it's on Sgt. Pepper. John, you should know better. We were Brett. I, I, we were the only children that liked the Beatles. Okay, yeah, Lucy in the Sky is on Sgt. Pepper. I couldn't remember. Well, like, yeah. to be honest, like, I, I listened to so much Beatles when I was younger I don't, I don't listen to the Beatles all the time now, you know, like I'm, I've, I've worn my, I, you know, here and there, I got a Beatles kick, but I've, I've listened to it so much in my youth. It's like, there's only, but then I listened to it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to listen to this whole Rubber Soul album again. Why not? Rubber, Rubber Soul is, I think is Rubber like, Soul. Rubber Soul is really good. Great album. Rubber Soul and Revolver. Very good. Which recently. Well, got oh yeah. Revolver. Re- Revolver just got a new release as well too. It just got a. Um, a new master, I think, because the last master was kind of kind of mid. But I mean, I don't know. I listened to all oh. of these back in like 2000 on some whatever shitty CD release they did back then. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Taste score. Let's give a let's give this one a taste score. I mean, I, I think it's really good. I'm digging it. I'm giving this an 8.5 for taste. This is very good. I'm uh, I'm coming in hot. Give us a nine point five. This oh wow! I almost want to give it a ten. I almost want to give it a ten, but you know what? I'm not. But I'm. Uh, but it's really good. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's great. I kind of wish the beer. If the beer was like a little bit better, it'd be a ten. It's not bad, but it's like if there was like a little bit more malt or to it. I don't know because I love my malts. If it was like a malty orange, I would it would be a ten. But it's not bad. Not bad by any means. Recommendation oh, score. Um, for recommendation, I'm gonna say give this an eight. I am going nine again. Uh, well, nine, nine, nine point five, nine. Um, there's definitely people who don't like orange, don't like this kind of flavor, so wouldn't be able to recommend it to those folks. But um, I, yeah, I think this is like a re- really recommendable beer. Um, yeah, it's, this this rules. Uh, there's like. I, I could easily recommend this to pretty much just about anyone. Um, I, I I don't know about you, but like if I gave this to someone, especially as like a b- breakfast beer or something like that, I feel like most people would be like, Hey, this is, this is pretty good. 
Uh, any uh, any, any modifiers? Any mods? I am not going to give it a mod, but are you, John? You know what, Tom? I'm giving it a mod. Part of well, that is know. Like I probably should have gave it a 10 day score, but I'm going to give it a mod overall. I think um, the, over the last few kind of like orange, blood orange marmalade beverages, we did have the um, the blood moon sour, which I will say is very good. More and more, much more sweeter than this even. It's like a um, similar IBU, but like more of like a sugary, sweeter beverage. This one is very nice, very smooth, very mild. You know, like it's it's stronger as well too. I'm not, it's not like a 4.2% or something in that ilk. It's not like a light. It's not even like a quasi light. It's a solidly strong beer, but in of itself, it's not overwhelming you. It reminds me a little bit of like some of the Dominion City, um, like IPAs and stuff they do, like the two flags where it's like, this is like a fucking 6% or, or 7% or, and it's like, I barely taste that coming through from the beer itself it's like really giving me a lot of like fruit and citrus and it's like really tasting like a just a good solid beverage so yeah i'm i i take this so easy easy mod for me how about uh any mod for you no mods for me well overall let's uh let's see um well i should also note as well too this beer i believe this beer is actually like a, a more recent it's been like it's like a re-release of a previous beer so it's like a I guess like a not like a one-off, but it's like a very limited uh, kind of seasonal release. So this one doesn't have a whole uh, lot of social media scores, uh, but it does have um, a handful of them, and we'll see in terms of what it's got social media wise. So for uh, Marmalade Skies, it has on Beer Advocate nothing. No one's given a score yet. Be the change you want to see in the world. Give this beer a score. And you could be the one to make a difference, but be it does have change. a few. It does have a few scores on Untapped. Untapped, it has a three point nine one. So, people people like the beer. People definitely like it. But uh, yeah, overall, that was uh, that was nice. Dug that, dug that quite a bit. And now we're on. Uh, welcome to Jamrock. Ooh. Cue the, the music. Yeah, Kurt, Damian, Marley. Ah, uh, ganja. <laughs> We're taking this pod. We're down Jamaica now. We've taken a plane. We've come down to Jamaica, me and Tom. Yeah, I just think about Dan Hart every time I hear that. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Playing, uh, yeah, especially the Damian Marley connection, because he would be all about that. Um, oh, yeah. He was huge into it. One of my favorite Dan Hart moments was I remember being at Dan Hart's place and we were smoking weed. And I said, well, actually, I think we got there. We Surprise. Weed. But I remember Alex, Al came and he was like, I can't get high. Like, we're not doing that. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. We're, we're just here to have like a chill. And then we like flash forward like two hours later with like hot boxes, his mom's condo and like the full of smoke. <laughs> just like, we're all ripped. Yeah. Like, what happened? Time really escaped us. Like, Things really got. I love. I, I love know. how everyone goes into it being like, "I can't get high," and then all of a sudden, it's just like, "Bam!" You're like sitting in a cloud. You're like, "How did this happen?" Yeah, it's well, always a fun time. Oh yeah, and now we're on. Yeah, so we're on Jam Rock now. Um, blackberry sour with vanilla. Um, this one is a five point six ABV. Uh, should also note this one has also been oh, in the awards uh, race. So this one was a runner-up uh, for the 2020 uh, Made in Alberta Awards. So um, another one that's gotten some acclaim. Um, this one is, of course, a blackberry sour with vanilla. They describe it by saying, uh, "We love brewery. Uh, sorry, we love brewing classic beer styles. 
as much as getting freaky and bending the rules, Jamrock is a very good example of pushing the boundaries of what beer can taste like. An irresponsible amount of blackberry was jammed into this kettle sour beer, and that's evident with just one look. This beer has consistently been a bestseller since we started making it last year, and we like drinking it, so we keep making it. Uh, Jamrock pours a bright magenta fuchsia with a brilliant pink head. Jam-like berry layered with a gentle vanilla create a dessert-like experience, and a tart finish leads to another sip. I'm getting like emotional reading this because it sounds so good. Like I'm getting choked up reading this goddamn description. Like this beer's gonna rule. Oh, John, I did say this was gonna be my winner. All right, well, Tom, you do get the honors. You get to be the one to uh, crack this bevy. ASMR, are you ready? Because in the count of three, two, one, crack them. I also want to note, watch how it pours. Oh, well, it smells. I'm getting that vanilla scent to it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, so tasty. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, this does pour uh, mighty dark. It's got like a pink. Yeah, it's got that fuchsia color. It's almost I'm purple. Up the sunlight. Yeah, I'm holding up the sunlight, and it's like, it almost looks like an amber ale, kind of, like a little bit, like... When I yeah, like a purpley amber ale. Like a yeah. raspberry amber ale. Oh, I'm smelling would. the blackberries in it. Yeah, so anyhow, let's... Ooh. Mmm. Oh. Ooh. That's oh, quite good. Yeah. You're a Blackberry fan. I am a Blackberry fan. That's why I like this beer. So would you what how would you compare this beer to other Blackberry beers? This is what Blackberry beer should taste like. My, oh, well, because yeah. this helps with the lactose in it. So it's almost like a like a blackberry crumble pie with ice cream. That's how I put it. Oh yeah. This is really solid. Um Super flavorful. I mean, this is the beer that Al was like. This pours out like purple. He's how he described it. Yeah, it's just like it's purple sauce. Like this thing is like, um, especially with the head gone away. The head's got a little bit of like a pink tinge to it, but like um, really good. Um, like not overtly aggressive. Uh, well, the, I would say the blackberry flavor is very strong. The vanilla, I'm getting a lot of that, but overall, really balanced flavor. It doesn't taste uneven. Getting like a full body experience drinking this. Um, should also note as well, not really a hoppy beverage by any case, but this is more of a malty beverage. So it's got uh, two row malted wheat flaked oats, Vienna golden naked oats, and it's got some uh, more as well, um, the uh, kind of London um, yeast in it. So it does kind of, to me, profile somewhat closer to like afternoon delay, but like it definitely like I would say really juicy, really sweet. This is more of like a sugary beer. Um, and I think as you described, it's like a, like a blueberry crumble, like a dessert beer. Like this is more like, this is a dessert beer. dessert beer. This yeah. is definitely a dessert beer. It's uh, fucking tasty though. This is a, yeah. Like this is like a freaking can of, yeah. Blueberry crumble. I'm just like, man, this is awesome. This brewery, like fucking rules, like their beers are, especially their sours are very good. Like, definitely. I think that's more because you had some soul cycle ass brewery. Yeah. <laughs> The constant turn cycle works. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah, that would be a title for it. Yeah, because we've had some that have been like 
on the bougie side that have just like dropped the ball and some of them that have been like you know trashy trashy yeah trashy beers but you're either bougie or trashy and boy am i trashy trashy, but tastes great like omen omen had the trashy aesthetic to it and it was very nice but great beer Mm. at the end of the day your beer has to shine we give scores to can but you know you got to be you got to be recommendable you got to be a good beer and um yeah, this is really gotta be good captivating. This is a fucking dessert, fucking glass ass beer. I'm like, I'm drinking it. I like it, but like, I can't chug this beer. It's just like, can you imagine being at a party and all you brought is like a, a six pack of, of like a four pack of these of these tall boys? Flip cup, play this fucking beer. You'd be oh like, oh my god, diabetic coma. <laughs> all right, let's get into uh, let's get into taste score, Tom. What are you thinking about Shamrock? I love this beer. I am giving it a nine. Oh wow! I'm uh, I'm going nine point five again. I like it. I don't know if I like it. I would say I put it at the same level as Marmalade Skies, but again, I'm not like a blackberry flavor person personally. I'm trying to be mm. a little bit. I, I do think I would say balance wise, this one tastes more consistent. The other one is a little bit again. It's like a ice cube. You're getting kind of a more mix of flavors. This one is I'm getting more of a straightforward blackberry flavor. Um, but overall, really great. Love it really really awesome and depending on the context i mean if you had this like ice again i'm having these somewhat cold more lukewarm if i had this like ice cold a hot day or outside i feel like i would probably cry i'd probably openly weep i would be so <laughs> overcome by the power of the spear so why my uh, guitar gently weeps <laughs> as some would say as some would say uh recommendation what do we think I was highly recommended this beer. I want to recommend this beer, so I'm giving it an 8.5. I am going to go. Would I recommend this beer to every single person I know? I would, so I'm giving it a 10. This beer is very recommendable. Awesome. Um, If you're going to drink at Establishment, the Establishment Brewing Company, definitely try a Jamrock. You got to. It's great. Really great beer. Definitely is what caught me on to this brewery was this beer. Yeah. Um, however, are are we feeling a modifier for this? Movie? I am not giving a modifier solely because I rated this pretty fairly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I gave my mod for Marble Light Skies. Don't regret it. Um, but I think this one definitely um, was well liked. Uh, we definitely like the beer. Got to say that. And uh, this one also is um, privileged uh, to have a healthy share of social media scores. So what do the masses think about Jamrock? Jamrock on Beer Advocate has a 4.15. So fucking high, but again, much like Afternoon Delight. Also not a lot of scores overall. I think it only, I was reading over it. I think it only had like four or five entries. So folks, if you're out there, be the change you want to see in the world. You can give a score for Jamrock, a full review, and people will read it and see it for eternity. Now, on Untapped, what do the masses think? They give it a 3.94, a very high score. Oh, damn. This is also the highest rated in Untapped beer as well, too. So definitely has that as well, too. Um, and again, if you didn't catch it, the song, um, the title of, of this beer, Jamrock, a reference to Welcome to Jamrock by Damian Marley, Junior Gong himself. So very, very good. Um, and overall, man, this brewery, um, even though it looks like a bougie spin cycle class that if I go there, I'm going to get shamed within two seconds. 
um fucking awesome beer <laughs> like this brewery oh, rules like i don't know calgary you got some good beers edmonton too like i feel like what's cool about doing this podcast is we've like we've come up almost with like a rushmore of each respective city of like if you're gonna make a rushmore of edmonton you've got you've got some options available uh-huh. same thing with calgary same thing for also the other cities same with ottawa same with ottawa too so it's kind of fun to like like there's a lot of breweries out there that we like some of the singular beers, but there's some that overall give a really good consistent performance. And this one definitely is up there with the cold gardens and the like um, really solid beers. And uh, overall th- these were awesome. So yeah, I, I would say they, they seem to have a lot of other ones too. Cause I went on their website. They had like oh, yeah. 30 beers. Like it was nuts. They had like a whole fucking list of beers. Um, I so, remember for a like when you get a flight there, like I remember, I think it was like six or seven beers that we got to pick for, for, for a flight. That's like, that's a fair amount. Yeah, that's wild. So that's like, yeah, exactly. So like you've got a lot to work with, which is nice. So it's not just a case of they do like one good, the rest mid or like a particular style. Like you're getting good quality all around. But overall, we dig these and um, that means that, that we have to come up with what, what, what what's going to be the winner today. So we do have a winner, but we have overall, again, good scores. So starting off with the first one, Afternoon Delight, me and Tom, we were on the same wavelength. We both gave it a 7.8. So it's a 7.8 overall. Nice. I could, I could live with that 7.8. Exa- yeah. And uh, Marmalade Skies. I gave it an 8.5. Tom gave it an 8 on the dot. So it has an 8.25. Nice. And the Jamrock, I gave it an 8.7. Tom gave it an 8.3, which gives Jamrock an 8.5, which means Jamrock is the winner. Second place. 5.25. Yeah. To lose and have an 8.25, like that's the quality we're dealing with here. So Marmalade Skies, second and Afternoon Delight. Came in third today, but again, like pretty good scores. We dug it. If I was like at a patio, you know, after work, like I would have afternoon delay and be very happy. So, man, these were very good beers. Got to say. Yeah. Establishment Brewing Company, it did good. Yeah. They're starting to hit me now. <laughs> well, on that note, we can start to, to wind things down. So what's going to be coming up on next on Domestic Pints Only? um for for my ends um we've got some cool beers coming long awaited and and actually only one of these i've tried before i've been wanting to do this for a long time if we're talking mount rushmore probably my favorite craft brewery in the city tooth and ale brewing company we're gonna be doing a tooth and ale lineup with uh one of their a couple of their signature beers and like a really recent release so that'll be fun wicked brewery Nice spot. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom went with me. We did our little marathon walk, and we had some pretty fun beers. And we had a pretzel. Fucking, they got great pretzels there, which is nice. Um, wicked spot. So it was really cool to do um, some of their beers. Long awaited. So we're gonna be doing a tooth and nail lineup. We're also gonna be doing uh, more collective arts beers. I have, I've had like a random collection of collective arts beers in my in my cupboard because I happened to pick up a handful of them uh, when we went. I went out last time. I don't know. It was like a year plus ago. And just recently, I was at the LCBO in my town, and I was like, I wonder if uh, some of the ones I picked up last time, if they're still around. And I went there, sure enough, sure as shit, they had a couple of cans. So picked up a few. So we're going to be doing some more collective arts as well, too. We did a collective arts episode 
I don't remember exactly which episode number it was. You can, folks listening, go search on your app. You can find it. Just search Collective Arts, Domestic Pints Only. Uh, it was a really fun time drinking those. They're kind of a weird brewery because they have just so many fucking beers. It's like they've got hundreds of beers, it seems like. It seems like never-ending, so they're just churning them out. Um, but overall, we've liked a lot of the ones we've done with them. And I personally, as a consumer, I've liked the ones I've drunk by them. So um, we're going to be doing some more from them. I think we're going to be doing some more... Um, seltzers as well too there's a whole new it seems like you know right now it's march soon to be april we're getting the wave of new seltzers and now there's some new ones from white claw as well as coors and a few of the other domestic canadian oh the coors slushies that i want to do yeah that's that's the one i was looking at so the coors slushie is one um there's even more can there's more domestic ones like truly we didn't even do truly yet and that's what i'm kind of interested i get fucking ads for that all the time and i'm like i don't know it's no busy mindset so (laughs) Maybe it's another mindset. We'll see. So truly it might be on the works. Any uh, new craft stuff out in Western Canada? Not really necessarily. I got really distracted because it's March Madness right now and I'm doing a bracket. Oh, how's your bracket going? Not good. Yeah, but I'm in the second round now. Oh, shit. I, I didn't uh, make a bracket. I uh, I should have, but, you know, historically I've done terrible. So no big loss. But uh, yeah, overall, I think we've got some more stuff on the way craft wise but also seltzer wise because it is coming up it's soon to be seltzer season um i would definitely like to do another uh, cider episode sometime in the near future as well too because there's a lot of ciders out there like it's nuts how much like craft ciders out there and there was a period of time i used to drink a lot of cider just because like I, I was on a big cider kick not so much now but still really cool to check out some of the ones available like if you're at like a restaurant or something and just want to like try out like a cider you never heard of uh, some some really kind of fun options out there I, I like my really dry ciders as well too like um it's a really if it's like i'm tasting like dry juice it's it, it rules so some fun fun ones i want to check out too true that i guess um tom is there anything you want to plug as we as we wind down as i always say watch a sea truck movie podcast yes we just did an episode on alien that was fun talking alien. We're going to be doing one soon on Blade Runner, which I've never seen before. I think I got to watch it tonight. Ooh, I might watch I it the watch morning it. of because, like, I don't know how much fucking time I'm going to have. I'm going to another movie tonight. I got I got places to be, but going to try to get Blade Runner in. Um, and I think we're going to be doing more Ridley Scott stuff to come. Uh, following Blade Runner, of course, there's Legend, so going to be doing more of that. So if you're if you're a listener, definitely watch some of those movies like the Ridley Scott stuff because we're going to be going through that as well and also watch King Kong because I fucking we're gonna be doing King Kong soon it's the believe it or not within um I think 15 20 days it's the uh, 90th anniversary of King Kong himself so we're gonna be doing a big episode on the big monkey man himself because love that movie and um, <laughs> also like oh. the effects of that movie still kind of hold up it's from like 1930 and it still like looks kind of fun like watching it it's like People watching it back then were like, oh, like mine was blown watching this fucking thing. So going to be going to be doing that. Anything else on uh, your end, Tom? No, uh, watch March Madness. Hell yeah. (laughs) We should have made a fucking like DPO pool or something like. I'm in one right now. I'm getting I'm getting scolded (laughs) out right now. DPO bets. Use promo code DPO for. Yeah, we got to get on that shameless gambling bandwagon so we can mine that precious DraftKings money or something. I hate it. I, I feel people. 
you know, it's just, it's not working out. Yeah. Anyhow, no, I don't know. Like when you go into brackets, a lot of times I find like some people, I'm like, hey, you do your bracket at the end. Whatever teams you pick at that is what you stick with. That's how I've done it before. You do your brackets and that's what every teams that you pick from the get-go is what makes it left. And then they're trying to tell me on like the second round, oh no, you have to do your second round picks, but it's only with the picks that you've won. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, like, fuck this. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> stupid. I'm like, why am I doing a second round bracket like picks already if we already yeah, you know? Yeah, you on your whole, your whole like t- table. Like, you're like, why do I got to pick again? It's like, oh. Redo, we're doing a redo. You're like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, anyhow. Nonetheless. Yes. Nonetheless. Well, let's, let's get the hell out of here then. We're we're done. Anyhow, as I said, <laughs> domestic only. Don't drink and drive. Only drink response. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at domestic points and emails at domestic points at gmail.com. And remember, you can stay classy now. All right. Take care, everyone. Have yourselves a good evening. Take care. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our episode of Domestic Pines Only. Um, our intro and outro song is by Daisy May. The song is titled Drink Beer Till the Day That I Die. You can find them at www.daisymay.com. Our artwork is by Natalie Rive. Um, you can find her artwork on Instagram at Natalie Rive Artist or on our website www.natalierive.com. That's R I V E T. And you can also find us on social media. Uh, our, our Twitter account is at Domestic Pines, and our Instagram and TikTok is at Domestic Pines Only. And of course, our email is domesticpinesonly at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hiding out,